What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Maronis here. So sorry for the long, uh, the long time that's gone by through episodes here. Been a little chaotic. NFL draft taking up all our time on Thursday and Friday, even Saturday. Uh, and then, of course, I had a uh, an internet mishap uh, on uh, on Monday. So, lo and behold, your patience has been people because here we are. What's up, Adam? How are you? Uh, I'm okay. Just trying to get through all these baseball injuries once again. Dude, how are you know, I mean, really like this is this is a bit much here. Uh, you know, where, where do you want to start? You want to start with um, with the Grom's lat inflammation um, or do you want to talk about the kick in the nuts known as a uh, um, uh, 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 whatever it is that Luis Robert has? <laughs> uh, I, I actually think I actually think the worst one is Kristen Yelich, man, because you put you, you find out he's back on Monday. You put him in your lineup for the weekly leagues. He gets two hits. So I see the lineups come out today, and I text my friend. I go, "What the fuck? Why is Yelich out? Like, oh, day off." I'm like, "Day off? He just fucking came back." <laughs> and then a little while later, oh, he's on the injured list. So I mean, okay, I just like everyone is affected by injuries. I don't care who you are. So today in labor, you know, my team is struggling, and I'm starting to get healthy, right? So I put Yelich back in yesterday. Then I see today that Juan Soto is back, even though he's not in the lineup. So now I have to activate Juan Soto for the week, right? Even if it's five games because it's Juan Soto. So I can only drop someone who hasn't played yet. So I'm looking through it and I go, well, I got Yelich back and Soto's coming back. I don't want to do it, but, you know, Aaron Hicks didn't play yesterday. I got to cut him. It's a 12-team league. I know he could be good and everything, but he's not doing much. I got to cut him. I have to make a decision. You know, Cedric Mullins, I picked up as free agent. He's been great. Uh, he's my best outfitter. That's the way that season's going. So I said, all right, I'm cutting Hicks. As soon as I cut Hicks, a little while later, Yelich back on the injured list. Someone else I have on the team, Nick Senzel, scratched with a shoulder injury. I'm like, great. So I just dropped an outfielder and two of them just went down. That's how my luck is in that league. So... Yeah, the Yelich one is bad because he had an MRI last week that showed no structural damage. And then after playing one game, Craig Council said, yeah, you know, he just we know he can't do this on a daily basis now. So we have to shut him down and we have to figure out what the issue is. It's kind of scary there because they don't know what it is. Yeah, (laughs) not being able to identify what the situation is and why he's not feeling well. I mean, he obviously he came out. Like, I mean, Yelich is a competitor. He's a total gamer. And you know he, like, turned around and was like, I thought I was ready, Skip, but I don't know if I am or not. Uh, and, and needing that extra time. That's brutal. That's brutal. And you know what? And the timing on it is, I mean, it sucks. It really does suck. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to read uh, my Kicking Rocks article, uh, but I just, uh, I just went through the last 48 hours with the Lewis Roberts stuff that just incensed me beyond belief because, you know, he gets hurt on Sunday night. And later on in the postgame press conference, Tony La Russa says he's definitely going on the uh, on the 10 day IL on uh, on, mon- you know, on Monday. You know, we're going to assess exactly what it is, but it's already we already know it's a significant enough injury that he's going to need to be put on the IL. I'm like, okay, great, grand, super, spectacular. He's going to go on the IL, which sucks, yes, but whatever. It's Sunday, and I, you know, and and you know, whatever. And if I get waivers done, you know, I know that he's not going to be on the IL on Sunday night for waivers. But in this league that I have him in, when waivers clears, then we get a first come first serve open until the first pitch of the uh, of the first game on Monday. So that way. You know, if you missed out on your bids, you could still fill in a, a hole or a gap somewhere in your lineup with whatever was left over for the week. Right. I love it. It's, you know, it, to me, that's that's, you know, especially if you're going to do a league, whether it's weekly moves or, or daily moves, if you're going to do waiver wire stuff, you know, you have to give somebody an opportunity if they missed on their bids. It's one of the reasons why, to be perfectly honest, I, I hate the Barf League because, I missed on a on a bunch of waivers and I had no time to, you know, no no opportunity to pick anybody up, you know, to kind of fill in some some gaps there. And I think that's 
obviously something I'll petition, you know, the commissioner for and, and see about that. But so there I am sitting there, right? And I'm thinking, okay, they're going to put Lewis Robert on the IL. I'll, you know, I'll just, I'll pick somebody up because I wanted to make two moves on Sunday night. One to get an outfield outfielder to replace him. There's very limited bench spots on this, uh, on this roster. And two of the guys I have on there, one's a, uh, you know, they're both infielders. I think it's uh, Jonathan India is one guy, and I don't even remember who the other one is, but he's, he's an infielder also. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to get an outfielder, but then I also wanted to put a bid in on uh, Shane McClanahan, right? And just, you know, pick him up for uh, for pitching because I can stream in, you know, some pitchers there. Well, I know that that's not happening, so I've got to get the outfielder in order to make up for the fact that I'm going to be without Luis Robert at least. And then once on Monday they put him on the IL, I can pick up uh, somebody else then if I want and fill that spot. And there I am, and I'm fucking waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And they haven't done it. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, like there's there's a piece of me that's saying, oh, well, you know, maybe it's not as bad as they thought. Maybe it was just it was more sudden. Maybe it's not going to be as, you know, crazy as it as, as it could have been, you know, trying to remain optimistic on that. But meanwhile, though. I'm also looking at the schedule. I'm like, White Sox don't play on Monday night. They have no reason to make the roster move until Tuesday. So now I'm like sitting there and I'm going to be like, I'm going to miss my window to pick somebody up because I got to have Luis Robert sitting on my bench. I can't move him to my uh, to my IL. And sure as shit, there you go. You get the announcement an hour before a lineup lock, uh, before the first pitch, that he's out 12 to 16 weeks. They're still not putting him on the friggin' IL, and I end up having to wait. He goes on the IL Tuesday, three o'clock in the afternoon on uh, on on Tuesday, three p.m. Eastern. Are you kidding me here? Like that just drove me nuts, man. Because I got screwed out of a roster move. Yeah, I know that was an issue before the year two. I think labor took requests like, "Hey, if we know someone's on the IL, we'll we'll fix it for you." But yeah, that's the tricky part because. The sites don't react immediately. And look, we all knew, Robert, it was we knew right away it was serious. I mean, they said it. That's the problem is that if these teams don't play on a Monday, they're not going to make the move effectively until a few hours before game time. Although on Monday, the Diamondbacks didn't play and they activated Christian Walker and Tim LaCastro. So they made their moves and they didn't play. But, yeah, that's frustrating. And I don't know, you would hope that. I mean, I guess it's tough. A, a commissioner should, I'd say, be lenient about it. But at the same time, they're going to be like, well, he's not officially on the injured list yet. So it's a tough call. Well, that's my, you know, see, and, and that's my thing is that, you know, we have to we have to adjust the fantasy game. Right. I mean, we do. Now, I'm not talking about doing it for this year because you don't change the rules midway through the season. But for next year. In all honesty, I mean, I, I don't see why you don't allow for a commissioner exemption so that if something like this happens, if I can turn around and I can say to the commissioner, you know, right, you know, before waivers hit and say, listen, Tony LaRussa said they are putting him on the IL on Monday. So if the team announces it, because you know, it's, it's a very, you know, slippery slope. You know, what if uh, what if a beat writer is like, oh, he's definitely going on the IL tomorrow uh, and the beat writer has no fucking clue what he's talking about, you know? So but if the team were to make that announcement and say, we're putting this guy on the IL, then I think that there you, you can petition your commissioner to grant an exemption, put the guy on your IL and allow you to make a roster move, right? Only during the times of picking up, you know, guys, I'm not saying that a guy gets hurt on Wednesday uh, and then they're like, oh, well, you know, we're we're going to uh, we're, we're going to put him on the I.L. on Thursday or whatever. And blah, blah. No, the week starts. You're screwed. I'm talking about right here at the uh, at the cusp of waivers. I think there should be some sort of a commissioner exemption on this. Yeah, I'm good with it. I mean, I did something this week. So in the GST League, which is weekly, I noticed today that they locked players from the Cubs, Dodgers and the. Giants Rockies when those games were rained out. So I just put a email to the league. I said, hey, if anyone needs to make a switch out of those games, they shouldn't be locked, but they are. I'll make the change for you. Now, only one person sent me changes, but I put it out there because those games shouldn't be locked. The games weren't played. They were postponed. Right. So 
you know, things like that. But yeah, I mean, that's where you have to have a commissioner you trust that's logical. And, you know, if something's brought up like that, because again, it was pretty clear. Luis Robert was going on the injury list. It was a serious injury. I mean, and he said it at the time. So, and then you, we found out, I think in the afternoon, it came out 12 to 16 weeks. So pretty much new. I mean, he's kind of droppable, but if you have the IL spot, you, you might as well use it, especially if you have unlimited. I, I, I hate you so much for saying he's probably dropped. Oh, he's dropped, dude. If I, I know, if I had him in the NFBC, <laughs> I'd cut him because you can't wait. Well, <clears throat> dude, I had to cut. I cut Cole Calhoun in the NFBC. He's six to eight weeks. See, I'm not waiting two months for Cole Calhoun with seven bench spots. You got to go, and I got to make the decision now on Omar Nevarez. We waited one week. I want to see what the diagnosis is because he's been a great catcher. But once that becomes, if they say four or five weeks, he's gone too, man. Like. It sucks, though. But, yeah, the White Sox, man, I, I have Luis Robert in a draft Champions League. I think it's actually the one with DeGrom and Burns. So, um, and I'm last in steals with seven, and he had four of them. So um, that's not good. But, yeah, I mean, the White Sox with Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert both going down for extended period of times. My goodness, man. But I guess that's just been the story. And I know every year, oh, so many injuries. I don't know. It feels way more this year. And I don't know if it's due to the short season, but my goodness. And it's just like – the last two to three days, they've just piled up, man. Just it's insane. Dude, imagine <laughs> I'm not laughing because I'm I'm because I'm I'm laughing at people or anything for it. Bottom line, imagine putting all this money on the White Sox, their wins total props, and you know, the White Sox to you know to like walking into this season. Like people had them, you know, locked to win the central. People had them, you know, going all the way. I mean, it's it's amazing <clears throat> what they've dealt with. I mean, you know, Lance Lynn has already been on the the IL. You you lost Eloy. You lost Luis Robert. Um, Andrew Vaughn's not hitting. I mean, there are some serious. I mean, you you, you, ugh, you lost Moncada for a little bit. I, this is like, boh. I feel for the Southsiders right now, Adam. I feel for the Southsiders. Yeah, they had high expectations coming in. I didn't love them as much as everyone else. I thought they were good, but I wouldn't have bet on them. But they definitely had a lot of potential. Um, so I understand why people were high on them. Yeah, it, it sucks. Um, you know, two big outfield injuries, man. And the outfield's already thin as is. We, we were talking about that last week. And they just really don't have anyone to replace them. I mean, when Billy Hamilton is an option, I mean, you're in trouble. <laughs> right? <It's> so grimy. <laughs> oh, Billy Hamilton. No! No! Um, <laughs> I said something to, you know, Jim and I were talking on the Fantasy Alarm Show. Jim Bowden, my co-host over there, um, for those listening. Um and I, you know, we were going to break the uh, the DeGrom news because we just got it while we were on air. And uh, and I said, I was like, ah, oh, you, you, you hit me with this like nightmare news. Why don't you tell me what it is? And he's like, oh, you mean Gregory Polanco is uh, back? You know, he's, he's out. He's on the I.L. And the club's calling up somebody named I think it was like Henry Owen or somebody. like. That. I was like, no, that's definitely not what it is. But now that you mention it. There's another outfielder for us to try and play with now. I got to go and take a look at this guy and see what he's all about. Well, Hunter Owen. Uh, I, I, Polanco could be a vaccine issue because the last I saw it was an undisclosed injury. And that happened with Kevin Gossman today. And then it was a reaction to the COVID vaccine. So Polanco might not miss much time. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. Well, yeah, I mean, I do have him in a league. Um, I do too. I've got him in one league. I mean, he's Look, hitting like he, crap, but he has, but he has three homers and four steals. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, the things we endure a 191 batting average. Yeah, dude, everyone's almost everyone's hitting below 200. The whole Tigers lineup is like below 200. Dude, how fast and hard did a Kill Badoo's batting average drop? I think we knew it was happening. I we, mean, I, of course I picked did. him up in, in in the 12 team NFBC online championship, but I wound up cutting him, I don't know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. <laughs> uh, it's just. <laughs> oh, my Lord. 
Um, what injury? Do we have other injuries we need to uh, we need to assess here? We need to address and Nick Senzel scratch with a shoulder injury. Nick Senzel with a shoulder injury. Tommy Listella hits the uh, the the IR. All right, so George DeGrom, Springer, bro. Yeah, I don't have him anywhere. But man, the dude comes back. He didn't play Monday. He's not playing Tuesday. He couldn't even pinch it yesterday. And now Charlie Montoyo said he's day to day with a quad. I mean. Uh, that's not good. I mean, he had the oblique, and then while he was coming back, he heard his quad, and it's still not fine. <sighs> I don't know, man. He could he could wind up going on the IL. I, I know they said that he's not, but yeah, but the Degrom one. I mean, look, it's they say that he's only going to miss one start, and they don't put him on the IL for now. Uh, remember, Degrom's been pushed back twice already. Like I started to wonder about that. They pushed his back, start back two times. His last two turns been pushed back a day. And I was like, wait a second, what is going on here? It's kind of odd early in the year. So, I mean, the results obviously have been phenomenal, but like that kind of was a red flag to me in the back of my head. So this might've been something that he's been dealing with for a while, but you just got to hope that it really is one turn and he's fine because for fantasy, for the Mets, I mean, big. And Alex Kirilov, who's been hitting, uh, was scratched tonight due to wrist soreness. Am I trading Jacob Degrom after his next start? Like he comes back, he's every he's totally fine. He looks great. Am I trading him after that next start? I wouldn't. Remember, he have he's had an elbow scare. I think is it is in each of the last two years. Yeah, and, and he came back and he was fine. So I don't know. I mean, you could, but I I probably wouldn't myself, it, especially if he comes back and he's really good. I, I, it's hard to do that. I gotta find some marks in my, I already have two marks in my leagues. I gotta go uh I gotta go hit up Anthony Aniano in the Sirius XM host league. And I gotta hit up my boy Charlie Castellano in the uh in the in one of my home leagues there because those are two guys who will still pay full price for uh for Jacob deGrom and think and think that they're stealing from me. That's um, and, and they might be. I mean they might be, but it, yeah. for the same yeah. token, if I can get, you know, some high quality players. You know, this wasn't, it's not, there's not a big injury, but this guy has actually been a good pickup. Uh, Nico Horner placed on the injured list. He's been playing really well. I was able to get him in one league and uh, he goes on the aisle. So I don't know. Don't you remember that whole dust up that fantasy Twitter had when Nico Horner got sent down to the minors? Yep. Everybody's like, why? Why? He's so much better than David Bodie. Yeah, we get it. We know. It's a service time issue, you whiny fucks. Oh, did I say that? I'm sorry. You did. I'm sorry. Oh, Bryce Harper with a wrist injury, still out of the lineup? Oh, right? Because it bounced off of his face, and the ball hit him in the face, and then bounced off on his wrist. Oh, Raphael Devers out of the lineup today with a shoulder issue. This is great, dude. I mean, if you we if I keep digging, I'm gonna find more. So I'll stop. Right? Why are you doing this, man? Why dude, are you it's doing this? it's 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 insane, man. Uh, and again, in the weekly leagues, it's just so so tough. And the worst part is a lot of these injuries coming on Tuesday, and a lot of your players are locked. <sighs> Goose fraba. On the bright side, Bush Posey hit a seventh home run. Who's from right? There you That's go. It. I mean, jeez. I, I think I have him in <laughs> I think I have him, I might only have him in one league. I know I got him in TGFBI, but I got him um, in a few spots. Absolutely. It was too cheap. I mean, I've never I've never drafted Posey like before. when he was going third, fourth, fifth. I was always like, nope, nope, nope. But this shit, I'm like, wait a second. I can get this guy as my Catcher two in round 16, 17, 18. Yeah, I'll like take a shot. Free. He's like practically yeah. free. Absolutely. He's been phenomenal, man. 382, 440 OBP, seven home runs. Yep. Uh jeez, man. He only has 10 RBIs, though, man. What the hell? Get on base. Well, that's not his doing that. 10 there. RBIs, bro. What is this? Those are the those are the schmucks in front of him. You know what it is, man. Fucking Evan Longoria is killing it, and he's clearing the bases. In front of Posey. Yeah. I mean, they moved Posey up to two today. Um, Talkman to see. Was, there you go. Talkman was eating leadoff. Talkman on the revenge game narrative, by the way. Yeah, I actually picked him up. Overspent for him, uh, unfortunately, in the main event. Um, but, you know, a couple games in cores and 
Look, if the guy hits, I think he's going to continue to play. I know they have some injuries there right now, but they went out and acquired him. And if the guy keeps hitting, he's going to stay in the lineup. There's no reason not to have him stay in the lineup there. There really isn't. I mean, they've just, they don't, they don't have anything. I mean, he'll play to me. He'll play consistently until like the giants completely fall out of it. And they just, they want to bring up some rookies, but I don't even know if they have any rookies to bring up. Right. They usually, they do this a lot. The giants do like they take the over the over 28 to 30 crowd and they, and they put these guys to some good use. Do you remember how many years they were just, they were, they were throwing Gregor Blanco out there or angel Pagan. Yeah. Years, um, years. They were shuffling those clowns. They out do there. have Hilliot Ramos. I don't know if they, he might be up later this year. Um, he's 21 years old, but yeah, they typically don't. And, no, uh, yeah, Stremsky's on the injured list right now. Listella just went on. So, like, to me, he should be playing. He might sit against some tough lefties, but um, for now, and it and was leadoff today, too. So that's a, that's a pretty good sign. Well, there you go. There you go. Some positive news in the uh, in a sea of crap that we're getting slapped around with here. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, before we continue... I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Pay some bills. Keep the lights on. The DFS site you need to be playing on, and here's why. (laughs) Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up. And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right. So, you know, a little thing happened. Uh, well, by the way, before I even talk about the NFL draft with you, Adam, and we're just going to kind of touch on the NFL draft, guys. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of neck deep in it, but I got to, you know, to be perfectly honest, I got to scooch out of here tonight. And uh, and polish off the uh, the rookie rankings for dynasty rookie drafts over at fantasyalarm.com. And Adam's been so neck deep in uh, NBA and MLB that um, you know it's tough to to dive too head first into uh, into the draft. But we will have a little conversation about it before we do that, though. Adam, um, the Lakers right now, dude. Like I, you know, you got to give me more ammo against Bowden who is like refusing to even talk basketball on the show right now because they're so bad. Um, I mean, I literally, I tried to bring up Anthony Davis's dunk attempt from the other night, um, like five times on the show, and and I got snubbed each time. Yeah, I mean, look, they have the same record, and you want to really annoy him? Tell yes. him that the Knicks and the Lakers have the same record. Oh, there you go. I mean, that... That is just unbelievable to think that, uh, you know, a lot's going to come down to the health of LeBron James. He's been ruled out for the next two games with this ankle issue. Uh, they're saying it's not a setback, but still, I mean, look, the Lakers need these wins. It's not like, oh, yeah, we'll rest them and get ready. No, I mean, they are they're only one game ahead of Portland for that seven seed. And you do not want to get in that playing tournament, even if you're in the seven, eight. And I doubt they can fall to nine or ten. But even if you're in that seven, eight game. You know, you lose that game, you still have to play another one, but you have to win that next one. You don't want to put yourself in that spot. That's a lot of pressure. And even right now, uh, 
now there these teams are so bunched up this is going to change uh there's less than two weeks left right now but if the season ended today it's clippers lakers in the first round man that is absurd man clippers lakers because everyone's like oh that should be a semi or a conference final that is not going to be easy so yeah you know lakers are in a bit of trouble here right at this point they just haven't looked good they're three and seven in the last 10 they did beat denver last night uh denver just played terrible uh, and they've been Denver's been one of the better teams, even with the absence of Jamal Murray. They're eight and two in their last ten. But yeah, I know we all say, well, if the Lakers are healthy, they're still it's 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 going to be a tough road um, because at this point, I don't see how they get to the four. They're six games behind the Clippers, and they play them. I think they play. I think they play them in one. Maybe it's tomorrow that they play them. So. They're looking at being on the road, and there's still a chance that they're in that playing game, which should be really dangerous. Well, that's good stuff to use against them. I uh, thank you so much for that. That's all you gotta say. Because by yeah, by the time the the Lakers and Knicks don't play tonight, be like, Jim, can you believe the New York Knicks, who had a win total, I believe, of 22 and a half, have the same record as the Lakers? <laughs> Well, um, in truth, uh, as you were just talking, I actually texted that to him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wrote, do the Knicks and Lakers have the same record? Asking for a friend. And by that, you know, when he says something, he's be like, you know, tell your friend this. I'd be like, uh, Adam Ronis told me to ask that. <laughs> yeah, throw me under the bus. I would throw you under the bus. Absolutely. hundred percent. I'll just tell him, like, Howard asked for something negative about the Lakers. So that's what I came up with. <laughs> oh yeah. See, throw me right back under the bus. Well, Hey, if you're going to have me get run over by the bus, I'm going to throw you right back. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's touch on the, uh, on the NFL draft here. Cause I got to do these rookie rankings. Um, I mean, first impressions, other than the fact that um, who, who's, whose draft party did you want to be at? Who did you tweet that about? Fields. It was Justin Fields. I, dude, I thought Quiddy Pay's draft party was a, a lot more entertaining for you. Oh, yeah. There was a lot there, too. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I was like, geez, man. Um, there's definitely some uh, eye candy there for sure. <laughs> so let's talk about it, man. Uh, some some impressions. I, I know you don't normally do impressions, but, you know, maybe you could throw a few out here. Um, let's talk about the, uh, you know, what went down. Some, uh, you know, there, there are obviously some topical situations that everybody's touching on. You guys can find uh, all of our uh, our extensive coverage uh, of the NFL draft over at fantasyalarm.com. Uh, the full draft tracker, rank, rankings are out, uh, podcast stuff all on it, just kind of giving you guys our um, our impression of uh, of all of this and everything that went down. Some of the things that, you know, all right, let's start here. Trey Lance going to the to the Niners at pick three. Were you buying the Mac Jones stuff? Or did this, or did this uh, you know, was, was this not a surprise to see? Not a surprise. I was actually stunned that Mac Jones, that that was reported. I was like, this can't be. They really traded up to three for Mac Jones. And then I saw the odds shifting and Lance became the favorite. I was like, okay, this makes sense now. So. I was not really surprised that they ultimately took him. Okay. Um, does Trey Lance start uh, half the games? And uh, if I, I'll set the over under it at eight games uh, over under that Trey Lance starts. Probably over Garoppolo has a difficult time staying healthy. They probably want to get Lance some instructional time, you know, let him learn a little bit. So, but it's probably Garoppolo not staying healthy. Okay. <clears throat> Would you, if you had to do a rookie dynasty draft, let's say tonight, would you take Trey Lance over Trevor Lawrence? I wouldn't. I understand you could say Lance might be more friendly for fantasy with his ability to run, but I think Lawrence can run too. So I see the argument for it, but I would take Lawrence. 
Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Would you take, uh, you would take Lawrence, did you just say? Yeah. Lawrence, or what about Josh Fields? Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Josh Fields is a shitty baseball player. Justin <laughs> Fields, the uh, the Bears' new guy. Um, I think I still would take Lawrence. Again, I do think, uh, I do like Fields, and I think he should have gone higher, but I think I would take Lawrence because I think Lawrence can run too. Okay. All right. I can dig that. I can definitely dig that. Um, moving further down the draft here, uh, Kyle Pitts comes off the board at number four to the Atlanta Falcons. They are in a win mode situation here. Um, does Kyle Pitts going to be somebody who automatically intrigues you in fantasy, not just dynasty, but I mean, regular fantasy. He will, but I feel like the price tag is going to be too high. Uh, I think you're going to see him go as the fifth, sixth tight end off the board. We know it's not a deep position to begin with. Um, so I just feel like in every draft, there's probably going to be someone who is just so excited. And we know how people love to take these young rookies. I do think he's an exception to the tight end rule uh, because they can split him out wide. And he's more like a wide receiver. And Atlanta will use two tight end sets. And he's essentially a third option in the past game. They're not going to have a a strong running game. Their defense is still bad. They'll be passing a ton. So I do think this really helps Matt Ryan. Uh, but I just feel like, I mean, I saw that serious XM post-draft draft. He was the fifth tight end off the board. He went on a head of Hawkinson. I wouldn't have done that. Give me Hawkinson over him. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, <clears throat> oh, you, you, did you break down that draft with Fenstey? I'm not break it down, kind of looked at it. I talked about it on Lee Sanders fantasy. Um, just looking at some of the things that happened. All right. Did you sing my praises? I didn't really go in depth on any team. Son of a bitch. Of, you can't even fucking throw me a bone. You know, it's unbelievable. You wanted me to lie on national radio? You wouldn't have had to have lied, dude. The team <laughs> fucking rules. Yeah, Are you guys worst. playing that out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right, with the number five pick, the Bengals say, screw the offensive line here. Our boy, uh, Joey Burrow, wants Jamar Chase with him. So they take Jamar Chase. Um, we already know that the two of them have a rapport. They're going to hit it off on the field. How bad does this hurt the value of T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd? I don't think it. I mean, it hurts, but not drastically. I think if Chase didn't go there, Higgins would have been a lot higher. I still think Higgins is a probably a wide receiver three. I think he's like a low wide receiver, two wide receiver three. I'd take Chase. It was interesting because I saw the draft. It was Boyd 27, Higgins 28, Chase 29. That would not be my order. It would be Chase one, Higgins two, Boyd three. Um, and look, the Bengals probably they should have went offensive line, but I understand why they took chase. I mean, this is one of the best wide receiver prospects and they probably looked at it like, look, we're going to take the best player available. And there's still some good offensive linemen we could get later on. Whereas they said, if we went offensive linemen here, there's a drop off of wide receiver. So I understand why they did it. Uh, even though I would have preferred an offensive lineman, but chase is a stud man. So uh, I'm definitely interested in Chase for fantasy. This is going to be a good offense. Uh, we saw Burrow ball out last year. So I'm definitely interested in Chase. Okay. <clears throat> With the sixth pick, the Miami Dolphins, uh, they do the same thing. They pair up college quarterback and college wide receiver. Jalen Waddle goes to the Dolphins to pair him up with, uh, with Tua. <clears throat> now, I don't think that takes away anything from Devontae Parker. Um, they bring in, they've already brought in Will Fuller. Waddle probably what plays like the slot for the most part. So he kind of uh, kills the value of Preston Williams. Uh, but what I kind of like about this, this pick here, at least from a fantasy standpoint, Adam, is that it, it gives the dolphins, hopefully a bona fide passing th like a passing offense that threatens a defense enough that they're not going to stack the box. Maybe they don't blitz as heavily knowing that all these receiving weapons are out there. And it kind of opens up the ground game a little bit for miles Gaskin, who 
does not have any other competition in the backfield once again. Yes. Um, I think fantasy, it's not that exciting for Waddle. I mean, like you mentioned, there's a, a lot of weapons there. So I think he'll he'll have some really good games and some really bad ones. So I think he's going to be a boomer bust player. Uh, and this is two has got no excuses now, man. I, I don't think he had a lot to work with last year, but uh, bringing in Fuller, adding Waddle, Parker, Gasecki, there's no excuses now. He's got to perform. Um, I mean, did they really not give him a whole lot to work with? I thought he had enough to work with last year. I think some of some of his bad play was just you know some poor decision making on on his. Well, like, I don't think I, he played well, but they Parker was banged up. He was playing through injury. I mean, they didn't have a lot of weapons at wide receiver last year. Preston Williams Devontae was hurt. Parker. What? Just leave it to good old Devontae Parker. Dude, but yeah, what else did they have on this team? Yeah, I forgot Preston Williams went down early uh, as well. <clears throat> All right, so so good things there, uh, possibilities. Uh, the Dolphins' offense might open up. Uh, Lions get some more protection for Jared Goff and Penny Sewell. <clears throat> Cornerbacks are all the rage there. Devonta Smith to the Eagles. I mean, I, he and Jalen Hurts, actually, here, here's another tandem, right? Because they actually, they did play together. Though they weren't on the field a lot because I think Hurts was on his way out and Devonta Smith was just arriving um, in, a, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in school. So, Jesus, what the hell's the matter with me here? I'm all like phlegmy all of a sudden here talking about these guys. Talk to me about the Philadelphia offense here. Uh, does Devonta Smith help expand this uh, this offense or are the Eagles in trouble? He helps, but they're going to need Rager to perform better. Um, so they, they definitely needed a receiver, but for fantasy, it doesn't really excite me much. Like, I don't see him being a target for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Undersized wide out. Needs to put a little meat on his bones. I gotcha. Uh, bears then trade up. They get Justin Fields. I think we kind of talked about that. I like fields in Chicago. Um, and you know what? I, I tell you what, Adam. Like I was sitting there in that in that post draft draft, and I was like deciding between Calvin Ridley and Allen Robinson, and I was like, I mean, yeah, there's the possibility that they trade Julio and Calvin then becomes the primary, and they bring in Pitts, who's another receiving target, and he's going to draw some you know attention away uh, as well. But now all of a sudden, it's like. Justin Fields, Andy Dalton. I think Fields has the ability to to outplay Dalton in the uh, in in you know uh, preseason, and I think Allen Robinson finally has a, a guy who's got an arm who can uh, who can get him the ball. This was half point PPR your draft, right? It was half point PPR. Yeah, I would take Ridley over him, but uh, yeah, I love Allen Robinson. I, he'll probably want to. We'll probably want to, I mean, he went in the third round of that draft, wide receiver 10, which I think is fair. Um, mm -hmm. I'm definitely, I, you know, I loved him last year with the crappy quarterback play, and I've always liked him. Uh, this, this might be the best quarterback he plays with. So, yeah, I'm definitely interested in Robinson again. As am I. I think it was a, it was a nice move for them uh, to trade up for Justin Fields. Uh, your Cowboys went defense. Do you want to share any, any thoughts here on, uh, on your Cowboys draft? No, I mean, as expected, I knew that they had to go a ton of defense. That was the big issue. You know, I heard Jerry Jones was enamored with Kyle Pitts, and I'm like, please, man, you cannot trade up for this guy. You don't need a tight end. Blake Jarwin is fine. Blake Jarwin would have been better than Schultz last year, and Schultz had a good year. So you don't need, as great as Pitts is, you don't need a tight end. It was different last year with CeeDee Lamb, especially since it wasn't they didn't trade up. He fell in their lap. I have no problem taking C.D. Lamb in that spot because you can get out of Cooper's contract or don't bring Gallup back at some point and Lamb is the future. You got all three right now. So I'm good with that. But they had to go defense and they wanted a corner and you know, both went before them with the Panthers and Broncos, which is why they traded down. And I saw some stupid ass Giants fans on social media. How could the Cowboys help a division team? Y'all shut up. <laughs> they were. They knew that Smith was going to go to either team. 
So either way, and it's not like the dude is Jamar Chase that you're worried about this guy. Like, shut up, man. They did what's best for them. They traded down, knowing they're still going to get a player they want, and they picked up an extra draft pick. You know, I asked Christopher Carroll on the show last night, because he was like, oh, what are your thoughts on that? And I'm like, okay, I'll ask you. So, Howard, me and you are competing for a, a fantasy baseball championship, and I send you a trade offer, and you love it. You're like, wow, this makes my team better. It does help him, too, and we're both first and second. Are you going to make that trade, or are you going to be like, nah, I'm not going to help my opponent? Would you make the trade or not? No, if the trade's going to help me move up, I'll definitely make that right. trade. Right, and that's what the Cowboys did. They, they're not. Who cares what the Eagles do? I don't care. Yeah. I want to make my team better. I'm getting an extra draft pick, and I'm still getting a player I want. I'm not worried about the Eagles. You got to take care of yourself and worry about your team. So I just thought uh, the Giants fans were so bitter. Oh, they stole Smith from us. How could they help a division rival? Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> they stole Smith. Yeah, us. man. Like, come on. Get mad at your team. If you wanted him so bad, have them trade up and go get him. Yeah, well, De- Devonta like Smith, like Devonta Smith the wasn't Eagles. the fucking play for the Giants anyway. They shouldn't have done that. I'm not even – I yeah, don't I even like, like what they did either. Kadarius Tony. Yeah, You, you no already sense. have Slayton Shepard. Uh, you just signed Kenny Galladay. You yeah. still have Evan Engram, right? You've got receiving targets there. Fix your fucking defense. Yeah, or offensive line. I mean, yeah, I didn't – I mean, I like the haul that they got. You know, it made sense, but, like, that's what you get. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't thought. It, I didn't think it made sense. Do you know what the problem is? The problem is because the majority of those people, those, those Giants fans who are saying it, are the same fucking idiots who are telling me that Jacob Degrom has more RBI than he does earn runs. No, I think that's a different argument. Oh yeah, yeah. same fucking people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, cruising through this first round, the Jets make a nice move. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about Mac Jones go, dropping into the Patriots' lap. I don't think Mac Jones is all that great either, but the fact that Belichick didn't have to do anything and he gets a quarterback that he can kind of breed for the future and groom uh, just sickens me. It sickens me to death. I don't want to talk about it. I don't even, I don't even care about your opinion on it, Adam. Okay. All right. We talked about Kadarius Tony. Anybody who's labeled anybody who goes into a football draft and is labeled the Swiss Army knife, forget it. I'm done with that because you know Swiss Army knife means that this dude is going to be stuck like doing kickoff returns and punts, uh, and when he fucks up on special teams, they're going to take away his uh, any kind of offensive reps that he's going to get, and they're going to end up just leaving him there uh, on special teams to focus on that. So lame pick there. Terrible move there. Najee Harris, the first running back off the board, goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can take your shares of Benny Snell and Anthony McFartland and flush them down the toilet. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and there's going to be a lot of hype for Harris. I saw he went um, 10th pick around two in that Sirius XM post-draft draft. I think he's a guy that we might see move up to early second round as we get to August. And you can say, well, the Steelers have a shitty offensive line. And they do. But it's volume at running back. And I don't see how he doesn't get 300 touches. So, I mean, he's going to be appealing in fantasy. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there were some running backs last year who finished uh, as a RB1 that ran behind bad offensive lines. And what was the reason why? They got the volume. So he's going to get it. We know Mike Tomlin likes to go with one running back. He can catch the football. Um, I think the problem with the Steelers' offense is going to be Ben Roethlisberger. We saw last year his yards per attempt were bad. Now, was that because he was coming off the injury? I mean, it's hard to think that he's going to get better as he gets a year older and is able to throw the ball deep, but that was the problem. Uh, They were so easy to defend. When you see Ben Roethlisberger last year, you're like, all right, we don't need to worry about the vertical pass, right? Let those receivers catch their two, three-yard passes. We'll tackle them. And then um, it's not like they had any great running backs either. And the offensive line was an issue, but they still didn't fix the offensive line. So I think people are going to say that about uh, Najee Harris and knock him down. I think the volume supersedes uh, the bad play of the offensive line. All right. Uh, Travis Etienne goes next to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They pair him up with Trevor Lawrence. A lot of stacking, a lot of college stacking going on uh, in the NFL and the NFL draft. Uh, I, um, I mean, 
I, I don't really dig it. I, it sucks for James Robinson, too. He just got douched out of a great job. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. Remember, it's a new regime under Urban Meyer, and they weren't affiliated with James Robinson. So you kind of knew that this could happen. Uh, so I know he said Robinson and Carlos Hyde are the tandem and ETN's third down back. I don't buy that. It's cool. We hear this every year. It's the same thing with the quarterbacks last year. Oh, this guy's not going to start. And what happens? The season starts and these guys get in. So I think ETN is the guy that you want in this backfield because even if he does split with Robinson, he's going to get the work in the passing game. And especially if you're playing in a PPR league, that's more valuable. So that's, you know, basically those are the skill positions for the first round. There's, you know, some defensive players coming off the board there afterwards. The the Ravens do take Rashad Bateman, uh, the wide receiver out of Minnesota. I, you know. I mean, dude, you, the, the Ravens offense passing him is not one you want to invest in. I no. mean, Hollywood Brown came through in a few games at the end, but it was a very bumpy ride. You just, it helps Lamar Jackson, but you can't be like excited in fantasy for Bateman. No, I agree. I agree. Um, all right. Let's, um, you know, as the draft went on, I mean, I don't know how deep you've looked already um, into it. Was there anything that went down either Friday or Saturday? Uh, some things that you thought might be uh, super interesting. Well, I'll tell you one player. I like the landing spot and, that I would take in drafts in the middle round, Trey Sermon for San Francisco. Yes. I mean, we know yeah, Raheem Mostert's there, Jeff Wilson, but my goodness, man, Mostert's had a, is old. I think he's 30. Isn't Mostert 30? Right. Something like that. He is. I believe he is. Wilson's had a hard time staying healthy. So, I mean, in this offense, we want the running back. So uh, yeah, he's not going to be in line to get a lot of touches at the beginning, but that's the guy that you take with the expectation that if someone goes down, uh, you might have a league winner. So I really like the landing spot for Trey Servant. Yeah, Raheem Mostert, not the not the bastion of health that you uh that you're really looking for uh too much. Um Javante Williams going to Denver kind of I mean that that screws out the uh, the value of Melvin Gordon. Um but I wasn't really high on Melvin Gordon anyway. I do love Javante Williams. I wish the Jets took him. Like the Jets took Elijah Moore. And it would have been better for his fantasy value too, going to the Jets. Yeah. Because he would have immediately been the lead back. Yes. 100%. 100%. I don't know why the Jets took more. I really don't. Because here's the thing. Like I get it. Okay. So you don't have a third round pick. All right. So the question is, is, is there enough depth that you like at running back later on in this draft versus where you, you know, how much you like Elijah Moore? As you know, the new addition to this offense that already has now you signed Corey Davis, right? You still have Denzel Mims, who you drafted, and then you've got Jamison Crowder, who I mean, listen, say what you want about Crowder, he was like the perfect slot receiver for for what they were running last year. Now, maybe they're not running that same offense again, but you know, if you look at Shanahan Styles' offense, what you know, Saleh and uh, and and you know, LaFleur want to bring in here. I, I just, I think the running back was much more important and I would have settled for a mediocre wide out in the fourth round uh, and Javante Williams, as opposed to Elijah Moore and Michael Carter, who to me is nothing more than a third down back. Yeah. They must've been real high on more to make that move and high on something, dude. <laughs> well, uh, Gase isn't there anymore, so it wasn't cocaine. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You want to do some cocaine? Adam, please. We're in the middle of a game here. Oh, sorry, guys. Oh, so, yeah. All right. Um, I don't know. Any other final thoughts here? Right, I'll tell you what. Let me ask you a question here, Adam. I mean, I already know the answer that I'm going to – I'm putting again. I'm, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to send this to uh, to editing. And then I'm going to uh, put together our, uh, you know, our dynasty rankings for rookie drafts uh, over at fantasyalarm.com. But if you had the one-one pick in a dynasty rookie draft this season, Adam Ronis, 
who are you taking first? Not a super flex, regular old dynasty league. Who's your one one? Oh boy, probably, probably Harris. Yeah, that's who I have there too, and I don't love it, but I, I don't mind it. It's the guy who's gonna, yeah, he's he's got the immediate job. Sort yeah, you think. I mean, yeah, I, I think so. A ton of volume uh, in that offense, catching passes. So, yeah, I think that's the way I would go. I know some people, some people will go based on need. Some people take best player available. So, you know, there might be a team that's really good at running back, and they go, "All right, I'm going to take Pitts or Chase." You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just gave my two and three right there. So it's one, two, and three. It's uh, it's it's uh, Najee Harris, it's Jamar Chase, and then it's Kyle Pitts for me. And then from there, it all just kind of unfolds like a beautiful flower, like an onion that you're just peeling layer after layer. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, my friend, I'm going to say thank you all out there for listening. Uh, Adam, it's uh, it's great to be back and uh, and get a chance to, to schmooze with you. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry you're dealing with so many injuries. I, too, am dealing with the nightmare as well. Yeah, I think everyone is, which is why you just don't give up, because you think you're in deep shit. And then remember, there's people that have other guys that are out. So just keep plugging it away. Even if it looks bleak, just just. Keep making moves. Keep setting the lineup. Don't give up. There it is. Keep on keeping on. Wise words from Adam Ronis. Again, thank you, everybody, so much. Uh, Adam and I will be back tomorrow. So stay tuned. More to come there. Um, big thanks to everybody. I, I, for liking and subscribing. Can I just get the hell out of this podcast? This is Howard Bender for Adam Ronis. This has been Annie Up. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>